What up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, Flipping Land with Ray Zhang. We are here to help you crush your goals. Good to right? see you, Jamie and Frank. It's a pleasure to be here. So guys, this guest is really cool because he, where he plays in real estate is a lot different than I would say any of the other guests that we've had on. So you'll probably hear that I'm super interested because I personally, I've seen that there's a huge opportunity in land from local developers, but Ray focuses on owning land and turning around for profit. So Ray, how, like, how'd you get started? What, what got you into real estate in the first place? I've been trying real estate for many years. I was a car dealer in Hawaii. And then I saw this commercial people making huge money in real estate. Uh, I was doing the little math as like 30 cars profit, right? Uh-huh. It's like, you know what I'm doing here, right? So I've been trying houses, apartments when I was in Hawaii, but it never worked out very well for me. So I was like, is there any way I can do something else before I literally consider giving up, right? And then I started to do land flipping. And uh, my first land was very small. I bought it for a thousand and it sold it for uh, 2,500 a couple of days later. So that started the whole journey. I never seen the land. It was in mainland America, um, but uh, it appealed to me because I right now, literally I can be anywhere. I went back to China and did a couple of deals, right? I was going to ask where, so where are you located now and where are you flipping, flipping and buying the land? Right now, I'm in Jacksonville. We buy in anywhere. Basically, I literally have a little conversation with a guy and then I decide to go to that market. It's that simple. So for example, I just had a little call with my, one of my mentors and uh, he told me he lives in Pennsylvania. I was like, hmm, maybe I should go there. So I started to do Pennsylvania two months ago. Right now I have about five deals there. Holy cow. So like, what's that go-to-market strategy look like? Like, it, obviously you have a refined strategy, but if you pick a location, like, what are steps one, two, and three? Step number, step number one is I, w- I want to see if the state is good, right? If, if there's more people moving in, uh, that's a good state for me. And then I identify the big major city inside that that big state. For example, if I refer to Florida, you automatically think Orlando, right? right. But I don't go to Orlando. I go to nearby counties, uh, about 30 minutes to two hours away. Those ones are can either sell it right away to earn a profit, uh, or you can just hold it for longer because the path of growth will expand. You know, and, and on those counties, uh, the land will worth a whole lot more. So essentially, you're betting on like economic growth, right? So pick a location, make sure it has a major metropolitan area, and try to buy surrounding markets because with the economic growth, it should push the price of the land. Yeah, but the key secret is this. Um, you don't want to be buying the land for the market price, no matter how much you convince that market is going to grow. So I always try to buy the land on 30% to 50% on the market price, right? I don't buy it and hopefully someday we'll go to, you know, a certain price. That's not my strategy because, you know, sometime you never know on the market, right? You know, you never know what Joe Biden would do, right? So <laughs> Some protection with DeSantis in Florida, but if you're across the country, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So Ray, yeah. Um, with your strategy, are you doing uh, SEO or are you... 
cold calling? Are you doing something else? What are you doing? I just sent them a, a offer letter uh, with a price on it. You sent a mail us? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I right now I increase my mailers. That's why we got a whole lot more deals right now. And uh, on the offer letter, I just simply tell them I want to buy your land at this price, and I base my price uh, on the assessed value. So I offer a percentage on the assessed value because market value is always higher than the assessed value. So okay. yeah, and then when the call comes in, I actually will keep negotiating. Some people ask me, Ray, you offer me this price. Why do you, you know, keep negotiating, right? So I said, you never know. We send a lot of mailers. So this land has this problem, that problem. So what's the best you could do, right? Um, right. Yeah. Well, that's smart because essentially you set your anchor in a sense, right? So if someone's calling you that low, it should already be a low price. So yeah. What, like, all right, so you, you secure a deal. Are you holding it? Are you flipping it? Is there some type of barometer you use to process that? So I hold some and uh, I actually sell some. For the junky ones, I'll just sell it. I don't want to hold it. For the good ones, it uh, has a lot of potential. I'll just hold it for a longer time. And uh, I never want to hold until I talk to a guy and he's a very smart. And he said uh, the wealth is made in... Um, he said, if you want to get wealthy... Uh, it highly depends on what you own, not by what you do. It's true. Right. True. So you can flip all day long, but first of all, you have to pay taxes within a year. That's short-term capital gain, right? Yeah. Partner. Second, yeah. partner on taxes, right? <laughs> secondly, there are some markets that expand so much you never imagine. For example, I... Um, had some deal in part of Texas. The land used to be worth about four thousand. Right now, everything is so over sixty thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, imagine you buy two hundred of them. You know, I can drink coffee at you know Waikiki Beach now instead of trying to <laughs> hassle every day, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what markets are you in now, and what markets are you keeping an eye on? Basically anywhere. Right now I'm in Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida, and do some in Hawaii, uh, California. I have some land in Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Oklahoma. Um, just basically any states that there are more people actually moving in. I am never going to New York, right? Losing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people right there. Right. <clears throat> that makes sense. So when you pick out this new market, like, are you at, do you actually walk the land before you buy it? Or what does that due diligence process look like? Yeah, I have bought over a couple hundred land already. I think I've been to two of them. I rarely go there because you, you don't need to, because there is uh, Google Earth. You can check out the land from all directions. And uh, uh, by the way, before we actually put money to the land, we actually hire realtors to go there and check it out for us. Got it. To see, see if there's anything wrong. And uh, of course, you need to give a little bit imp impression. You know, I'm going to list the land with you, but <laughs> maybe. maybe. So. We know how that works. So these realtors, like how do you pick the right realtor? Because I mean, I'm a realtor and I deal with a lot of realtors. They're not really all that intelligent. So how do you Most make sure? don't know about land. 
Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of realtors are dealing with houses. And uh, this is what I find out. The successful people will keep getting success, right? So I only contact realtors who actually sold a lot of land nearby the land I'm buying. I'm not yep. going to search. Okay, Orlando realtors. I, I don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Do you gain like MLS access in the area? Like what is, I'm just trying to figure out what that process is. Yeah, I do not have any MLS, MLS access. Uh, before I buy the land, I want to see the land in entirety, right? Meaning I want to see if that's a slope land. You can use Google Earth to do that. I want right. to see if that's a wetland is in the flood zone or not. If there is any trees on the land, if the land access is a dirt road or concrete road, and right. if everything check out, I would just... Uh, uh, send the realtor to go there to see if there's anything else I'm missing, but probably not. Are right? you concerned with the realtor stealing the deal from you? Never. I just tell them this. I already put on a contract. Right now, I'm just going to uh, send the money to the title company. The land will be mine. So before I actually try, uh, before I actually buy it, I want to check it. You know, with the realtors like you guys, and to see how much this is really worth. And I just want to ask them a question: What's the minimum? Do you think you can get my land sold? Right. So I just, that's a good point too. So now you kind of know where the margin is as well, off the bat. Absolutely. So you want to uh, know exactly how much you can sell before you buy it, not after. You want to be worried before you buy it, not after. You buy it, right? <laughs> well, you make all your money on the buy, right? So if Absolutely. you get something locked up, you have them go out and they, they give you a bad number. It's also a point of renegotiation. Absolutely. You know, and uh, we come back to the negotiate with the seller. And sometimes well, what I love about land is you never know how low the seller is going to give it to you. So, for example, I had a deal, the land worth about uh, 45000 uh, I send offers to this guy and to 25,000. And after negotiation, uh, right now we are under contract for 4,500. So that's how much cut, right? So that's like $20,000 cut in 30 minutes conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Was there so something what, wrong with that property? Because you originally he, made an offer, you sent him a letter for 25,000. So why would he yeah. bid himself down from there? You want to act like there is something wrong, right? So you okay. act, you act like uh, being a hesitant buyer, right? Not like I love your land. How much I can buy the land, right? right? So when you when you do that, they won't give you a good price. But when you're like, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, there's a lot of trees on the land. You know, it kind of worried me. That you know, though, that makes sense because the, <clears throat> those guys are coming from a place of scarcity. It's not like wholesalers that are reaching out to everybody to buy the house for 30 cents to the dollar. There are very few people who reach out about land. Absolutely. So I think their buyer's pool is a lot smaller. So that, that really makes sense. Yeah. And any, uh, yeah. go ahead, friend. I was going to say, uh, do you have any concerns about like uh, maybe environmental? Like uh, I know that I've spent, you know, even if it's a hundred dollars for like a, a desktop environmental on things. What do you mean by environmental? Like making sure there wasn't like an oil company there before a gas station. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the land we are mailing to are all residential land. 
So all your gas won't be built on in there, right? So uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is we only mail to people who own the land for more than five years. So right now they're not doing it for anything. So they're trying to get rid of it. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So are you focused like just on the rural areas? I mean, are you doing suburbs? I assume you're not doing um, urban purchases. Yeah, I do more infill lots. Uh, oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. So not too much of rural land um, because rural land uh, appreciate less uh, slower than than infill lots. Infill lots are in the cities, right? So you drive yeah. around and see there's a line between the houses and those ones are appreciated faster. So how do you like put that out on your list, right? What I'm just curious, like your list provider and like how they how they piece out an infill lot versus the raw land. Yeah. So it all depends on what county you choose, right? That's if true. you if you choose the right county, most of them are in the infill lot space. And when I actually pull the list, I make sure that they own the land for more than five years. I do not mail to those guys who don't want to be mailed. There is a do not mail me list. And uh, I don't like to mail anyone who posts their land on the market already. So I eliminate uh, listing is active. And uh, I sometimes eliminate HOA. So and after that, everything else is legible. I just send them an offer letter. Got you. Yeah. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. So about how many deals are you turning? Well, how much mail are you sending monthly and how many deals is that turning out for you? So that really changed since the end of uh, October last year. So I was sending about 20, 30,000 mail uh, a month by then. And then I talked to the guys in the mastermind and they're like, Ray, you need to do more mailers. And I was like, I thought I already did a lot. Right. So mail more since then. Uh, I try to mail 150, 140,000 wow. pieces a month. That's how I got like 80 something deals already since October last year. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are the big numbers. Yeah. 100,000 a month. What What would you say the cost is? Like a dollar a piece or is it more or less than that? About 55 cents per letter. Yeah. Just a two page, very simple letter. Yeah. If you own land here, I'll mail you. I've gotten <laughs> mailers before, but um, I don't think I've gotten your mailers. Uh, I don't think you haven't targeted Rhode Island yet. So uh, we've got yeah. a number of things. And I, I, I usually laugh at the offer price, but, you know, I'm not looking to sell anyway. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's my, yeah. Like, like, right. You're probably not the, the land buyer. Like, if you, is a lot of this land inherited? Like, how do these people come across this land that you typically buy? Normally, they own it for a long time and uh, they hate it so much because they have been paying taxes, doing nothing. And uh, recently, I mailed this special list from my friend, Micah, U.S. lit list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that list really gave me a lot of deals. And those ones are just uh, inherited list, right? Probate. Yeah, this land, that, that list is crazy. I, um, Of course, the list is expensive. But uh, I remember... When I bought Florida, I feel a little bit suspicious. I had about 9,000 names on there. I was like, you know, this $20,000, you know. So I mailed it anyways. I got about 20-something deals from that list. You know, yeah, it's worth it. What, what, how, what percentage of people call you and say, forget my name, forget my number, I'm not interested, leave me alone? Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's what I was going to say. So there are only two type 
type of people call me back. The first one is they agree somewhat agree with the price and we negotiate, right? And second one type of person just just call me and to fight, right? Or or turns on me. <laughs> they got nothing right. to do. Get off my lawn. <laughs> right. So that's my time of release re release my stress. I'm gonna curse back, whatever. Right. So I don't know you. <laughs> I actually, so I was on a cold call yesterday. Well, I returned a, a call in from one of our mailers. And the guy was like, yeah, my bad. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, my parents are renovating the house. I was drunk last night and I just wanted to call the mess with you. And I was like, no kidding. He goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hungover right now. So he's like, I'm going to let you go. Click. <laughs> it's like, all right, so they're not all bad. That would be a fun one. But yeah. yeah, it's always interesting what people say on the other end of the phone. Yeah, you never know what to say. And you're already very nice. If I were you, I would do something else. But <laughs> all right. Are you answering all the calls yourself or do you have a team or I run pretty lean, so I just myself answering the phone. I spend about two or three hours a day uh just answering those phones. Because in every step of the land flipping process, it doesn't need me. You know, if I want to buy it, the title company take care of it. If I want to sell it, the realtor take care of it. Uh, plus right now I'm holding a lot. I don't even need to do the selling side. I just take the calls, right? And I think I'm a little bit better on negotiating, but if I really want to scale, I just hire an acquisition manager. That's it. So how many properties are you holding right now? I don't know. It got to be close to 200 right now. Um, I've been buying along the way and a lot of them I haven't sold 200 pieces of land that you own. Do you have like a database that you leverage or what is that? What does that tracking look like? Because I yeah, imagine you're going to keep track of paying all the taxes as well. So yeah. I, yeah. I have a very sophisticated uh, uh, CRM. It's called Google Sheet. And after my own <laughs> heart. <laughs> right. You don't need a lot of RAM uh, to, to do a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of newbies want to make themselves look very good and they try to figure out Podio or whatever the CRM is when they don't even have a lot of deals, right? So I believe if you don't do three million a year, or don't need the CRM, you know? Right. So yeah. taxes, uh, maybe like a, an, an umbrella insurance policy on all those units, all those pieces of land, nothing else for real expenses, right? Yeah, sometimes there's HOA fees. I try to sell those. I don't like HOA, they don't do much. And they always try to get money from me. In um, small towns around here, we have like a fire tax and little fire like tax. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yep. On top yeah. of your, you pay a fire tax. That's interesting. And I heard about that, but yeah, that's crazy. They charge fire tax. So, how long ago did you get started? About five years ago. So it was a hard decision. I was uh, flipping cars, making thirty to. 50,000 a month. I was in Hawaii, right? And uh, I went to Tony Robbins event uh, and uh, he had me jump around. I think there's uh, inspiration came to my mind and uh, it just told me to move to mainland, do land flipping full time. So I was like, you know, this is hard. I was making not too, too bad money there, right? So I finally made a decision to move to the mainland it was hard at the beginning because I lose all the income by them. But on the way here, when I was in California, you know, I was driving. I got two deals. The first one I bought for 6000 
I sold it for fifty eight thousand, and wow. the sec second one I bought it for ten thousand, sold it for thirty five thousand. So I was like, you know, that's it, right? I'm just gonna do land full time. Yeah. So a lot of time is really take a big decision to have things turn around, right? A lot of time we are very comfortable with what we have already. We don't want to lose it. So true. Yeah. So true. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure it, it happened to you guys when you guys moved to Rhode Island. You know, I, I'm assuming you guys wasn't born there, right? Oh, no, we're born and bred, both of us. <laughs> Rhode Islanders, most of the time, they're staying there for life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's your biggest challenge right now in your business? Not too much. Uh, I, I just uh, love this business. I do some coachings right now along the way. Um, but you know, not too much challenge. It's really easy to talk to the landowners, a lot easier than houses. I always try to get a deal, get the first call as well. Not a ton of follow up, then. Not too much. Yeah. So now, that's is there a... like follow up cadence with your letters that you're sending? Is it just like the the offer every single month, or is it slightly different in terms of what you send? Yeah, I only send uh, mailers to the same county if I get some deals. If I didn't get a deal, I move on because there are like 3,000 counties, right? And then the sequence, if I mail to the same county again, it got to be over three months. I had a deal ruined because I mailed too often. Tell us I, that story. Yeah, so I mailed this county between Austin and San Antonio and I uh, bought the first land for uh like 15,000 and the land worth about 50 something thousand. A second one I bought it for 30 and uh sold it for 60,000. So that was all within one month period of time. I was like this this county has a lot of gold. I I got to keep digging, right? So I mailed that county within the month again with a higher price cuz I want to get more deals. So I had a third deal under contract from the first mailer. Uh, I was going to buy it for 21000 the land worth 56000 And then this guy got my second letter again with a higher offer. Uh -huh. And uh, he said, Ray, it was you. You know, it says Ray John here. Uh, you sent me the letter again with a higher price. I guess in the one month shorter period of time, the land is appreciating, so I'm not going to sell it. Uh -huh. so, yeah. Yeah, he's canceled. I thought contract. he just wanted the higher price. Yeah, yeah, I ruined that deal, and he canceled the contract. So right now, at least three months. You know, I don't want to mail it more more often. Yeah. So you talk about coaching. I mean, are you worried about training your own competition? You know, that's what I were worried at the beginning. Uh, but my mentor told me, you know, you see all the rich guys; they don't have the competition mindset in them. It's well, uh. Yeah, so there are uh, collaborations over competition, right? So I was still in a little bit in doubt when he said that, but I can see what he means because I have about 100 students right now, and some of them give me deals that are awesome. You know, I am buying a land uh, for 71000 the land worth 125 so I didn't even need to negotiate. I didn't need to send the mailers to them. He just gave it to me, you know. Right. 
Yeah. So coaching is coaching is awesome, and I'm sure you guys coach other people as well, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how when you're on the other side of the equation, you learn typically just as much. Like as long as you're fully giving, like it'll come back, 100% come back. Yeah. Not only that, you can see the profit uh, return. Also, you can see another side of the return, which is I talked to, uh, he's a billionaire in China. And he said, uh, you get better on what you teach. I was like. That's absolutely right. I believe yeah. that. You know, he, he also said, you want to learn something, teach it. I, I, I always thought you have to learn it first to learn it. Uh, but he said, you teach it first, you, you'll learn all the things. And uh, it forces you to learn faster so that you're ahead of the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Former school teacher here. So, <laughs> yeah, I can see that in my online Philippine business. My system is so simple. It's all because I try to make it simple to teach to other people. Without that side of the coaching business, I wouldn't be as efficient as I am right now. Right. So, they were there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the biggest reward for me, I guess. You buy a piece of land for five thousand dollars. What's the typical closing cost on something like that? It's about a thousand, uh, fifteen hundred, something like that. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I try to avoid those uh, small deals right now. I only buy it for five thousand if the land worth twenty five thousand right now. Mm -hmm. But if the land worth ten thousand, I I probably won't won't get so excited. Makes sense. All right. So let's uh, ask some questions that we ask all everybody that's been on our podcast. First question, if someone wants to become a better investor, what would you recommend? I got, I got questions from uh, people who want to get into real estate. They always ask me a question, Ray, how much money do I need to get into this business? And uh, I always tell them this, you don't need money, you need commitment. So... Mm -hmm. Is 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 commit thing not commit to two things, right? So when you don't have money, when you have commitment, you'll make it work no matter what. I have a student who is a college student, and she drive Uber and sell free stuff, try to get the mailer cost. That's commitment. And if you have million dollar, you don't have commitment, you're not gonna make it. Right. Yeah. So for all investors, I would say this is the only thing you need. That is a great answer. <laughs> Next question. Uh, what is one book that you've read that you consider a must read? Yeah, I'm not going to say Think and Grow Rich uh, or Step or that. I, this, this one book in my life completely when I was a janitor uh, in Hawaii. Um, and then I listened to that book about 300 something times. It's called yeah. The Science of Getting Rich. The Science of Getting Rich. Yeah, you guys must uh, watch or heard about the movie The Secret. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was inspired by that book to, to write that movie. And uh, remember at the beginning of the movie, she said, my daughter handed me a book. Yep. And awesome. that changed my life. That's the book. Yeah. So true. Yep, I remember saying that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Next question. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Which means five years or 10 years down the road, where do you see you in your business? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, I never imagined 10 years can change a person that much. I was today, I watched some old pictures uh, about 11 years ago. I was a college student uh, baking something. 
So I can look back this 11 years changed so much, right? So in the next couple of years, I think I would be a little bit flexible. I was always in the tense mode. I always try to go get it. And uh, right now I'm just trying to, you know, release a little bit, uh, still buying a lot of land and still trying to teach as much as I can. But I'm not going to be so rushed, right? And when you let money to, you know, when you let, when you release yourself and the money will be attracted to you, when you try to get it, it's hard. It's harder. Yeah. 100%. Well, we appreciate having you on the podcast. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So I have an Instagram. It's called uh, the same name here, Virtual Flip Land. One word, Virtual Flip Land. So I'm happy to answer any questions. Love that. So you guys heard Ray. Um, if you're trying to find him online, find him on Instagram at Virtual Flip Land. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between podcasts, check out our daily content on Instagram as well under the handle The Cashflow Kings. Cheers to your success. The Cashflow you, Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice. Awesome.